Hello, friends. It's December 15th, and this is the One Year Bible Tour Guide podcast, where we read through the Bible over the course of a year and give our attention to each portion from the Old and New Testaments until we have read all 66 books in their entirety. The object of this exercise is not just to complete the reading, but to understand its unifying message of God's gracious work of redemption. My name is David McAdam, pastor and Bible teacher at New Life Community Church in Concord, Massachusetts, and today we start the 33rd book of the Old Testament, the prophet Micah, and we continue to read the last book of the New Testament, the Revelation of Jesus the Christ. But as we have learned in our previous readings, all the books of the Bible relate in some way to the person and work of the Son of God. So we are not new to the revelation of Jesus Christ. You may remember that Jesus gave quite a Bible study to his disciples after he rose from the dead. He said to them, These are my words which I spoke to you while I was with you, that all things which are written about me in the law of Moses and the prophets and the Psalms must be fulfilled. Then he opened their minds to understand the scriptures, and he said to them, Thus it is written that the Christ would suffer and rise again from the dead the third day, and that repentance for forgiveness of sins would be proclaimed in his name to all the nations, beginning from Jerusalem. You are witnesses of these things. In Luke chapter 24, verses 44 through 46. May we who have ears to hear recognize his gracious call to turn away from serving our false gods and our selfish ways and surrender to the one who gave himself to be our once and for all offering for sin, who turned away the wrath of God that was due us and made peace on our behalf, reconciling us to God the Father. So let's get started on our reading of the book of Micah today, beginning with chapter 1. And I'm reading from the English Standard Version. Micah chapter 1 The word of the Lord that came to Micah of Moresheth in the days of Jotham, Ahaz, and Hezekiah, kings of Judah, which he saw concerning Samaria and Jerusalem. The Coming Destruction Hear you peoples, all of you, pay attention, O earth, and all that is in it, and let the Lord God be a witness against you, the Lord from his holy temple. For behold, the Lord is coming out of his place and will come down and tread upon the high places of the earth, and the mountains will melt under him, and the valleys will split open like wax before the fire, like waters poured down a steep place. All this is for the transgression of Jacob and for the sins of the house of Israel. What is the transgression of Jacob? Is it not Samaria? And what is the high place of Judah? Is it not Jerusalem? Therefore I will make Samaria a heap in the open country, a place for planting vineyards, and I will pour down her stones into the valley and uncover her foundations. All her carved images shall be beaten to pieces, all her wages shall be burned with fire, and all her idols I will lay waste. For from the fee of a prostitute she gathered them, and to the fee of a prostitute they shall return. For this I will lament and wail, I will go stripped and naked, I will make lamentation like the jackals, and mourning like the ostriches. For her wound is incurable, and it has come to Judah. It has reached to the gate of my people, to Jerusalem. Tell it not in Gath, weep not at all. In Bethlehem, roll yourselves in the dust. Pass on your way, inhabitants of Shafir, 
in nakedness and shame. The inhabitants of Zaanan do not come out. The lamentation of Beth Ezel shall take away from you its standing place. For the inhabitants of Maroth wait anxiously for good, because disaster has come down from the Lord to the gate of Jerusalem. Harness the steeds to the chariots, inhabitants of Lachish. It was the beginning of sin to the daughter of Zion, for in you were found the transgressions of Israel. Therefore you shall give parting gifts to Marasheth Gath. The houses of Achzib shall be a deceitful thing to the kings of Israel. I will again bring a conqueror to you, inhabitants of Marashah. The glory of Israel shall come to Adullam. Make yourselves bald and cut off your hair for the children of your delight. Make yourselves as bald as the eagle, for they shall go from you into exile. Chapter 2 Woe to the Oppressors Woe to those who devise wickedness and work evil on their beds. When the morning dawns, they perform it, because it is in the power of their hand. They covet fields and seize them, and houses, and take them away. They oppress a man and his house, a man and his inheritance. Therefore thus says the Lord, Behold, against this family I am devising disaster, for which you cannot remove your necks, and you shall not walk haughtily, for it will be a time of disaster. In that day they shall take up a taunt song against you, and moan bitterly, and say, We are utterly ruined. He changes the portion of my people. How he removes it from me. To an apostate he allots our fields. Therefore you will have none to cast the line by lot in the assembly of the Lord. Do not preach, thus they preach. One should not preach of such things. Disgrace will not overtake us. Should this be said, O house of Jacob? Has the Lord grown impatient? Are these his deeds? Do not my words do good to him who walks uprightly? But lately my people have risen up as an enemy. You strip the rich robe from those who pass by trustingly with no thought of war. The women of my people you drive out from their delightful houses. From their young children you take away my splendor forever. Arise and go, for this is no place to rest, because of uncleanness that destroys with a grievous destruction. If a man should go about in utter wind and lies, saying, I will preach to you of wine and strong drink, he would be the preacher for this people. I will surely assemble all of you, O Jacob. I will gather the remnant of Israel. I will set them together like sheep in a fold, like a flock in its pasture, a noisy multitude of men. He who opens the breach goes up before them. They break through and pass the gate, going out by it. Their king passes on before them, the Lord at their head. Chapter 3 Rulers and Prophets Denounced And I said, Hear, you heads of Jacob and rulers of the house of Israel, is it not for you to know justice? You who hate the good and love the evil, who tear the skin from off my people and their flesh from off their bones, who eat the flesh of my people and flay their skin from off them, and break their bones in pieces and chop them up like meat in a pot, like flesh in a cauldron. Then they will cry to the Lord, but he will not answer them. He will hide his face from them at that time, because they have made their deeds evil. Thus says the Lord concerning the prophets who lead my people astray, who cry peace when they have something to eat, but declare war against him who puts nothing into their mouths. 
Therefore it shall be night to you, without vision, and darkness to you, without divination. The sun shall go down on the prophets, and the day shall be black over them. The seers shall be disgraced, and the diviners put to shame. They shall all cover their lips, for there is no answer from God. But as for me, I am filled with power, with the Spirit of the Lord, and with justice and might, to declare to Jacob his transgression, and to Israel his sin. Hear this, you heads of the house of Jacob, and rulers of the house of Israel, who detest justice, and make crooked all that is straight, who build Zion with blood, and Jerusalem with iniquity. Its heads give judgment for a bribe, its priests teach for a price, its prophets practice divination for money. Yet they lean on the Lord and say, Is not the Lord in the midst of us? No disaster shall come upon us. Therefore, because of you, Zion shall be plowed as a field, Jerusalem shall become a heap of ruins, and the mountain of the house a wooded height. Chapter 4. The Mountain of the Lord. It shall come to pass in the latter days that the mountain of the house of the Lord shall be established as the highest of the mountains, and it shall be lifted up above the hills, and peoples shall flow to it, and many nations shall come and say, Come, let us go up to the mountain of the Lord, to the house of the God of Jacob, that he may teach us his ways, and that we may walk in his paths. For out of Zion shall go forth the law, and the word of the Lord from Jerusalem. He shall judge between many peoples, and shall decide disputes for wrong nations far away, and they shall beat their swords into plowshares, and their spears into pruning hooks. Nations shall not lift up sword against nation, neither shall they learn war any more. But they shall sit every man under his vine and under his fig tree, and no one shall make them afraid, for the mouth of the Lord of hosts has spoken. For all the peoples walk, each in the name of its God, but we will walk in the name of the Lord our God for ever and ever. The Lord shall rescue Zion. In that day, declares the Lord, I will assemble the lame and gather those who have been driven away and those whom I have afflicted. And the lame I will make the remnant and those who were cast off a strong nation. And the Lord will reign over them in Mount Zion from this time forth and forevermore. And you, O tower of the flock, hill of the daughter of Zion, to you shall it come, the former dominion shall come, kingship for the daughter of Jerusalem. Now why do you cry aloud? Is there no king in you? Has your counselor perished, that pain seized you like a woman in labor? Writhe and groan, O daughter of Zion, like a woman in labor, for now you shall go out from the city and dwell in the open country. You shall go to Babylon. There you shall be rescued. There the Lord will redeem you from the hand of your enemies. Now many nations are assembled against you, saying, Let her be defiled, and let our eyes gaze upon Zion. But they do not know the thoughts of the Lord, they do not understand his plan, that he has gathered them as sheaves to the threshing floor. Arise and thresh, O daughter of Zion, for I will make your horn iron, and I will make your hoofs bronze. You shall beat in pieces many peoples, and shall devote their grain to the Lord, their wealth to the Lord of the whole earth. And this concludes our reading from the Old Testament portion today from the prophet Micah. Micah was another 8th century B.C. prophet from Moresheth, Judah, a contemporary of the prophet Isaiah, who preached both to Israel and Judah during the reigns of Jotham 
in 750 to 732 BC, and Hezekiah in 715 to 686 BC, a king who attempts to follow the Lord, and Ahaz in 735 through 715 BC, who is one of the most wicked kings to reign in Judah. Micah warns both the northern and southern kingdoms of the spreading infection of their sins and the judgment of God that is due to come upon both, first Israel, also known as Jacob and Samaria, and the southern kingdom of Judah. The spiritual malaise, idolatry, and social corruption, so obvious in the north, has now spread to the south and is even at the very gate of Jerusalem, in chapter 1, verse 9 and verse 12. And so are the Assyrian and Babylonian invaders from the north. Micah says that they should prepare parting gifts in verse 14, as they will be taken away in the captivity. Micah rebukes those who plot iniquity, covet fields and seize them, and defraud their fellow citizens. Therefore, disaster awaits. Jerusalem, which prides itself on being Yahweh's resting place, will be his resting place no longer due to its defilement. One of the signs of judgment will be the sun setting on the prophets. There will be a famine of hearing the word of the Lord. In Micah chapter 3, verses 6 and 7, and Amos chapter 8, verse 11. Chapter 4 is a glorious description of the kingdom age, the reign of the Messiah, the promised son of David. It is a repeat of the prophecy given in Isaiah chapter 2. Did Isaiah receive this from Micah, or did Micah receive it from Isaiah? What is clear is that both Isaiah and Micah recognized this was the word of the Lord. And it will come about in the last days that the mountain of the house of the Lord will be established as the chief of the mountains. It will be raised above the hills, and the peoples will stream to it. Many nations will come and say, Come and let us go up to the mountain of the Lord and to the house of the God of Jacob, that he may teach us about his ways, and that we may walk in his paths. For from Zion will go forth the law, even the word of the Lord from Jerusalem. And he will judge between many peoples and render decisions for mighty distant nations. Then they will hammer their swords into plowshares and their spears into pruning hooks. Nation will not lift up sword against nation, and never again will they train for war. Each of them will sit under his vine and under his fig tree, with no one to make them afraid, for the mouth of the Lord of hosts has spoken. Micah chapter 4, verses 1 through 4. Kingship will one day return to the daughter of Jerusalem. In chapter 4, verse 8. But first must come the age of the Gentiles, when they are subject to foreign rule, a day that begins with the Babylonian captivity. Writhe and labor to give birth, daughter of Zion, like a woman in childbirth. For now you will go out of the city, dwell in the field, and go to Babylon. There you will be rescued. There the Lord will redeem you from the hand of your enemies. Micah chapter 4, verse 10. Now let's move on to the New Testament reading today from the book of Revelation, chapter 6, verses 1 through 17. The Seven Seals Now I watched when the Lamb opened one of the seven seals, and I heard one of the four living creatures say with a voice like thunder, Come! And I looked, and behold, a white horse, and its rider had a bow, and a crown was given to him, and he came out conquering, and to conquer. When he opened the second seal, I heard the second living creature say, Come! And out came another horse, bright red. 
its rider was permitted to take peace from the earth, so that people should slay one another, and he was given a great sword. When he opened the third seal, I heard the third living creature say, Come, and I looked, and behold, a black horse, and its rider had a pair of scales in his hand. And I heard what seemed to be a voice in the midst of the four living creatures, saying, A quart of wheat for a denarius, and three quarts of barley for a denarius, and do not harm the oil and wine. When he opened the fourth seal, I heard the voice of the fourth living creature say, Come, and I looked, and behold, a pale horse, and its rider's name was Death, and Hades followed him and they were given authority over a fourth of the earth to kill with sword and with famine and with pestilence and by wild beasts of the earth. When he opened the fifth seal, I saw under the altar the souls of those who had been slain for the word of God and for the witness they had borne. They cried out with a loud voice, O sovereign Lord, holy and true, how long before you will judge and avenge our blood on those who dwell on the earth? Then they were given a white robe and told to rest a little longer until the number of their fellow servants and their brothers should be complete, who were to be killed as they themselves had been. When he opened the sixth seal, I looked, and behold, there was a great earthquake, and the sun became black as sackcloth, the full moon became like blood, and the stars of the sky fell to the earth as the fig tree sheds its winter fruit when shaken by a gale. The sky vanished like a scroll that is being rolled up, and every mountain and island was removed from its place. Then the kings of the earth and the great ones and the generals and the rich and the powerful and everyone, slave and free, hid themselves in the caves and among the rocks of the mountains calling to the mountains and rocks, Fall on us and hide us from the face of him who is seated on the throne and from the wrath of the Lamb. For the great day of their wrath has come, and who can stand? And this is the end of our reading from the New Testament portion from the Revelation of Jesus Christ by the Apostle John. In chapter 6, the Lamb of God opens the scroll that will set into operation the judgments of evil to prepare for the kingdom of God's arrival. The judgments are going to be unleashed in three groups, the seven seals, seven trumpets, and seven bowls. First, the seals are broken. Seven trumpet judgments come telescoping out from the seventh seal when it is broken. Seven bowl judgments come telescoping out from the seventh trumpet. The opening of the first seal releases the white horse and its rider. This is the counterfeit Christ known as the Antichrist, whose spirit is already at work in the world. The opening of the second seal releases the red horse. Its rider is given power to take peace away from the earth and make men slay one another. It is the judgment of human animosities being let loose to instigate war and violence. The opening of the third seal releases the black horse, whose rider is holding a pair of scales recording the economic troubles, the disparity between rich, who have oil and wine, and the poor, who are starving from lack of bread. The law of supply and demand indicates probable famine. The opening of the fourth seal releases a pale horse, whose rider is called Death. He is followed by Hades, 
the abode of the dead who are awaiting the final judgment. The fact that the powers of sword, famine, plague, and wild beasts are limited to one-fourth of the earth in Revelation chapter 6, verse 8, shows that God's judgment is restrained. He is still allowing time for unbelievers to acknowledge their sins against God, repent, turn away from sin, and turn to Christ. The breaking of the fifth seal discloses the history of martyrdom. The martyrs are positioned under the altar. These are those who took up their cross in identification with the Word of God, whether they include all martyrs of all ages or at one period of time is not clear. They are pictured as waiting for the vindication of the cause of Christ, the avenging of their blood. They are given white robes and told to wait patiently until their number is complete. In other words, there would be more martyrs to come, and then their blood would be avenged in God's time. The opening of the sixth seal reveals judgments not caused by men, but natural disasters in the created world. The heavens and the earth are shaken. The natural light of the sun is darkened, and the moon is turned blood red. These calamities disturb the stars above and shake the earth below. They cause people of every station in life, kings, princes, generals, rich, mighty, slave, and freemen, to hide in caves among the rocks. These are those who have resisted God's rule and dread the wrath of the Lamb. In Revelation chapter 6, verse 16, they know where these natural disasters originate from. They are not merely acts attributed to deity in general. They know these events are expressions of the wrath of Jesus Christ, the Lamb of God. They dread their inevitable appearance before Him. Yet rather than repent and turn to Him for mercy, these unbelievers cry out to be hidden from Him. And they said to the mountains and to the rocks, Fall on us and hide us from the presence of Him who sits on the throne and from the wrath of the Lamb. For the great day of their wrath has come, and who is able to stand? Revelation chapter 6, verses 16 and 17. Now let's go to the book of Psalms, Psalm 134. And reading Psalm 134 is our grandson Isaac McAdam, who this week is celebrating his birthday. Psalm 134. Come bless the Lord, all you servants of the Lord, who stand by night in the house of the Lord. Lift up your hands to the holy place, and bless the Lord. May the Lord bless you from Zion, he who made heaven and earth. Thank you, Isaac. This is the last of the Songs of Ascents, the body of psalms traditionally sung by pilgrims on their way up to Jerusalem for the celebration of the feasts. It is a song for those who stand at night, keeping vigil in the temple, to bless the Lord. Behold, bless the Lord, all servants of the Lord, who serve by night in the house of the Lord. Lift up your hands to the sanctuary and bless the Lord. Psalm 134, verses 1 and 2. Those who serve by night are representing worshipers who cannot be there, detained by other responsibilities. God bless those who minister to the Lord in prayer on the night shift. The second half of the psalm is where those who stand in the presence of the Lord in turn extend His blessing to others. May the Lord bless you from Zion, He who made heaven and earth. Psalm 134, verse 3. Next, we move on in our Bible tour to the book of Proverbs where we start reading Proverbs chapter 30, and we will read the first four verses. 
The words of Agur, son of Jaka, the oracle. The man declares, I am weary, O God. I am weary, O God, and worn out. Surely I am too stupid to be a man. I have not the understanding of a man. I have not learned wisdom, nor have I knowledge of the Holy One. Who has ascended to heaven and come down? Who has gathered the wind in his fists? Who has wrapped up the waters in a garment? Who has established all the ends of the earth? What is his name, and what is his son's name? Surely you know. In these opening words of Proverbs chapter 30, we have the contrast between those who have the light of revelation and those who live only within the limits of sense knowledge, that is empiricism, and natural reasoning. We need the propositional truth of the Word of God. We need the person of the Word of God if we are to see the truth applied in our lives. For God has made Christ to be for us our wisdom. In 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 30, All men are without excuse. The knowledge of God may be present, but without the Holy Spirit we lack understanding. But a natural man does not accept the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness to him, and he cannot understand them, because they are spiritually appraised. In 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 14. And in Ephesians chapter 4, verses 17 and 18, we read, So this I say, and affirm together with the Lord, that you walk no longer just as the Gentiles also walk, in the futility of their mind, being darkened in their understanding, excluded from the life of God because of the ignorance that is in them, because of the hardness of their heart. We must recognize that the wisdom we need is not in and from ourselves, but is of God in and from Christ. Now let's pray in light of what we have just read. Lord, we have a more sure word of prophecy. May our hearts not harden and our ears not grow dull to your infallible word. False ideologies, professionally packed lies, distorted reporting, and false value systems saturate our world. And the people of the lie wage war against those who testify of the truth as it is in Christ Jesus. We live in a world that despises justice and distorts all that is right. May we be filled with the Spirit and with justice and might boldly proclaim the gospel of reconciliation and peace through the shed blood of our Savior. We eagerly look for His coming, knowing that He alone can properly execute judgment and mercy in a way that upholds righteousness. This was demonstrated to us in His loving sacrifice on the cross. Give us the grace to turn from every false way and cleave to Your Word and follow the lead of the Spirit of Truth. In Jesus' name, Amen. Thank you so much for joining with us today, and we hope that you were encouraged by our time in God's Word. And if you would like to receive a written copy of our commentary on each day's portion, you can subscribe at our website, newlife.org. And if you have any questions or comments, we'd always love to hear from you. You can write us at podcast at newlife.org. So as we conclude this podcast, we commend you to the Word of God's grace that is able to build you up and give you an inheritance among the sanctified. And through the righteous work of our God and Savior, may you enjoy His peace. Shalom.